going on, y'all? Welcome back to the Cold Seat Podcast, where the seats are cold and the takes are hot. We've got Thursday Turf Talk coming at you guys today. We've got College Football Week 12, NFL Week 11. Hard to believe we're already already this far through the season. It's gone by really quick. Um, if this were if the college football season was NFL Red Zone, it would be the witching hour. Um, we're getting into kind of the nitty gritty of the year. Um, what three weeks left in the regular season? Two weeks left in the regular season. Two weeks. Yeah. So. Lots going to happen in the next couple of weeks, namely, obviously, next next week, uh, Michigan-Ohio State play, which is, I think, the biggest, probably maybe the biggest matchup of the year that we'll have all year. We'll have basically a two versus three um, in that game, which will be great. But this week we've got, what's this, one, two, three, four, four ranked matchups. Got the Texas Tech game, and then we threw in an extra one. Not going to make a pick on it, but like the popcorn matchup uh, in that one. We're going to introduce this. We've kind of, We've kind of done this before going to try and do this for most all of our games all of the nfl games we got a quick a quick touch on that on the popcorn matches doing for try and get them all for our, our college games trying to center it around draft eligible guys so um a couple games here we don't have anybody either because the one or both of the teams don't have a whole lot of highly talented draft eligible players um that said we'll get it rocking with uh utah and arizona and uh, so I guess it was this 22 Utah at Air, 17 Arizona, Arizona favored by one on the road. But I'll let you kick us off with the first pick today. Yeah, this one I've been back and forth with. Um, you know, Arizona's played really well all year. I think this is their fifth ranked matchup in their last six games. And every game they've played has been really solid. Uh, they lost to Washington by one score. And then they've slowly just played really well. Uh, they beat UCLA. They beat Washington State pretty handily on the road. And then they beat uh, Oregon State, I believe. So this is tough for me. I, I'm i still, right now, I don't know. Because both teams, like, you, I could see both of them winning. Um, there's a reason it's a one-point spread in Arizona's favor because they're the home team. I think I'm going to go with Utah on the road. Um they just have they play ball a little bit differently than most teams Arizona has already played, and I think that might give them issues. So I'm going to go with Utah um, to win the game on the road and cover the one point underdog spread. I'm going to go with Arizona to win at home. Um, again, it's a tight game. I, I'm kind of with Brett's line of thinking; it's going to be a really close game. Um, I think because Arizona's at home, I think they get they get the win at home. Um, They've been on the on the receiving end of a couple of really tight losses, like Brett had mentioned. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Arizona to win, uh, get it done this week. They've been they've played in I think more close games than a couple of Utah's losses have been um, not as close. Like the I mean the Oregon game was a, a thrashing. Um, so go with Arizona to win, obviously cover the one at home. Popcorn matchup this week. Uh, Arizona left tackle Jordan Morgan versus University of Utah edge rusher Jonah Ellis. Um, Jordan Morgan, guy who's kind of been on on the draft radar at the offensive tackle position, pretty deep offensive tackle class. Um, been on the radar there for basically since summer, those who did like summer scouting. I didn't do any summer scouting, but a couple of the podcasts I listened to do. He's named that came up a bunch. Then Jonah Ellis has had an awesome year for Utah. Um, so definitely looking forward to watching this one this week. Um, two games to solidify both of their NFL stocks, I think. Should Jordan Morgan have a good week, I think it really could help him kind of boost himself in a great tackle class. And with Jonah Ellis, again, um, could vault him into like legitimate day two, early day one, or potential late day one. Um, likely day two, though, talk for him um, if he has a good weekend against Jordan Morgan. Yeah, Jordan Ellis, I'm not sure what his stats are this year, but I've seen him kind of pop in a few different games that I've seen. Um, so it should be a good matchup. I know Jordan Morgan's had a pretty consistent year as well. Um, obviously not as um, knowledgeable on the O-lineman just because they don't really pop out as much unless they just whiff or something very bad happens. Um, so you don't really see them as much in terms of when you're not really looking for someone. Um, yeah, that should be a good one. For Georgia-Tennessee, uh, Georgia returned to that number one overall seed this week after they beat um, – who did they beat? Ole Miss. They Ole beat Miss. Ole Miss pretty they bad. They rolled so, them. Um, yeah. yeah, they're back at one, and then Tennessee dropped after losing on the road to Mizzou. They dropped five spots. And Georgia's favored by 10, I think. I'm going to go with Georgia to win and cover. I don't think this should be close, uh, even though it is in Knoxville. Um, I'm going with Georgia to win. Yeah, I'm taking Georgia to win, Georgia to cover the 10 at home or on the road um, in Knoxville. I've 
been pretty vocal. I'm not just haven't really been impressed with Tennessee this year. Um, thought Georgia would. I thought I haven't picked Georgia to cover in a couple weeks. Um, Ole Miss looked like they were going to give Georgia a game in the first quarter and a half to two quarters, and then Georgia ran away within the second half. Um, really out physical uh, Ole Miss up front in the trenches. So taking Georgia to win, Georgia to cover. Um, no popcorn matchup here. Although I guess I could just say the entire Georgia defense or the entire Georgia offensive line versus the opposing unit for Tennessee. I mean, Georgia's littered with NFL talent. It's just a matter of the fact that Tennessee doesn't have a lot of NFL talent on the roster right now that's that's eligible. Um, Joe Milton, Brew McCoy, they're kind of the two names that come to mind. And I don't know if either of those guys are noteworthy enough for me to say it's a popcorn matchup. Right. But I guess, I mean, wa- you know what? Just watch Brock Bowers this week. Brock Bowers versus the defense. That's the popcorn matchup. That dude terrorizes people every week. So just go Brock Bowers as a popcorn matchup. He's he's exciting to watch every week. Yeah, no doubt. Um, coming back from that kind of high ankle sprain, I believe it was. Um, looks pretty good last week. So moving on here, in-state rivalry of 21 Kansas State at 25 Kansas. Kansas dropped nine spots. The biggest uh, change of ranking of the week in either direction as they lost to Tech last week. Kansas State's fared by seven and a half. I'm going to go with K-State to win, but Kansas to cover. I think Kansas bounces back. I don't know if uh, Jason Bean is going to be back at quarterback for them this week, but their freshman last week didn't look too bad. Uh, But Kansas State, just much more talented across the board. Um, So I'm going with Kansas State. I'm going with Kansas State to win as well. Um, Don't know if Kansas bounces back from that loss at the hands of Baron Morton last week. But I think – I think Kansas State covers as well. I know it's in Lawrence, but disappointing display of display of football last week in Lawrence for the Jayhawks. This Kansas State team is their talent. They're really talented. Um, despite the fact that we don't have a popcorn matchup for the week, I think that Kansas State's a really talented roster. Um, they just don't make a lot of mistakes. They're sound, um, and I like them to win this week and cover on the road. I just, Kansas, I think, may have gotten a little bit exposed last week. I know they got a big upset over over Oklahoma that kind of vaulted them into the rankings but like i said they always play oklahoma tight it feels like in the last few years so maybe that was just part of it they have oklahoma's number i don't know kansas state to win kansas state to cover this week um like i said no popcorn matchup here really um especially with jason being likely out for the potentially out for this week um getting into a another in-state or not an in-state rival i thought it said washington state for a second um that's next week um washington number five washington going into corvallis to play number 11 oregon state shockingly oregon state is favored by two and a half points at home against the unbeaten Huskies. Um, I think this line moves pretty heavily in Washington's direction by Saturday. I don't know if people just are betting on Washington losing a game eventually. I don't know if it's this week, but I guess we'll see. I'm going to take Washington to win, Washington to cover. Um, probably because I want to see unbeaten Washington versus unbeaten Oregon again, or one loss Oregon in the title in the Pac-12 title game. Um, that said, if Oregon State wins, man, credit to them. They've had an awesome year this year when nobody thought they'd be that good. So, um, But give me Washington to win, Washington to cover, and keep the unbeaten season going here for them. Yeah, I agree. I'm going with Washington to win and cover as well. Um, going on the road, I mean, it's a short trip for them, so it shouldn't be too much of a factor. Um, their fans travel well um, in addition to that. So looking forward to that. But the popcorn matchup this week, um, another – kind of trenches matchup with the Oregon State right tackle, Talias Fuaga against Washington's Braylon Trice. Once again, another matchup where I know more about the defensive player than the offensive tackle is I don't really know a whole lot about the offensive lineman until we get into, you know, the offseason and really looking at those guys when we look at everyone else. But in terms of Braylon Trice, he's looked pretty good overall this year. Another guy that I've seen in their big games that I've watched and have been prime time. Um, he has, I think he has a few sacks, if not a few more, um, but at least, two that I've seen. Um, I think he's another guy that's just been pretty consistent this year. Uh, I know he had, I know he was a really big name last year, but unfortunately wasn't eligible. Um, so he hasn't really quite had the numbers that he did last year from what I remember. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's still a really solid player on a team that's loaded uh, more so on the offensive side of the ball, but uh, one of their best defensive players as well. And then UCF at Tech. Um Tech's fared by three, I think. I mean, UCF just had a huge win uh, at home to Oklahoma State. So I think Tech is going to gonna win and cover. Um, I think it's going to be tough, a lot tougher than people think. 
But I, I still think Tech's going to come out on top. Yeah, I'm going to go with Tech to win, Tech to cover the three. Um, I'll go back real quick, just quickly on Fuaga. If you don't know about Fuaga now, you're going to know about him soon. This is when draft coverage really starts to pick up, like November into December's heavy draft stuff. This guy's going to be a top 15 pick, dude. He's really good. Um, he is part of what makes this a loaded tackle class. Obviously, you've got big names that everyone, most people know, like Olu Fashanu, Joe Alt. Um, Olu was expected to be the first tackle off the board last year. He had gone out. He came back for a year. Fuaga's really, really good. Um, he's a he's a true right tackle. Um, Trice has had a really good year. Obviously, numbers, sack numbers are a little bit down, but he's still having a great year from a production standpoint. I think he's top five in the country in pass rush run rate. So, um, but yeah, if you don't know about Fuaga, you'll know pretty soon, brother. He's like just for everybody, he's really, really good. Um, getting to the Texas Tech popcorn matchup, we didn't really have anybody for UCF that we felt like was like a true like, hey, this guy's a senior bowl watch type guy on a, on a lot of big boards right now. We're going with Taj Brooks versus Bowl and eligibility because ultimately the season's going to rest on his shoulders. Like they're going to have to feed him for 40 carries, not maybe not 40, but like it's a 30 carry week for him again. And he's going to have to carry him to, to a win this week. Um, ultimately the offense kind of lives and dies with him. It almost died last week when they were looking to get the run game going against Kansas. So um, yeah, man, Taj Brooks versus, versus Bowl and eligibility. Um, because they're not beating Texas, I don't think, in Austin. Um, it's just a bad matchup. I've been pretty vocal about the fact that Texas is one of the best defenses in the country against the run game, and they they, they shut down Kansas State's run game for the most part, and um, they run the ball better than we do. They have better offensive line. So um, got to get it done this week. So, like I said, Taj Brooks versus bowling eligibility. It's statement week for Taj to get his name on the map, um, hitting, hitting draft season pretty hard here. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Taj is – been our best player this year and unfortunately it took till week three of his senior year for them to figure that out uh, i know yep. basically been saying since his sophomore year that he should be getting 20 carries a game um i mean he's he looked really good he has one of the best single seasons in tech history um on pace to have a top five um single season rushing numbers um when it's all said and done but hopefully they get this win and earn themselves an extra game after their road game against UT, like you said. Um, rounding this out, though, uh, UNC at Clemson. What could have been a big matchup, uh, UNC is ranked and has two losses, and I think Clemson has four losses. Um, you know, If Clemson wins this, maybe they get into the rankings. If a few ranked teams lose again, they're in the 20 to 25 range, which we'll get to. Um, but Drake May, obviously, UNC's quarterback, one of the best prospects versus basically the Clemson defense as a whole. Uh, Nate Wiggins is an outside corner. He looks really good. Um, I really, really like him. And then the Clemson linebacker duo of Barrett Carter and Jeremiah Trotter um, have been really good for a few years. I think obviously benefiting off having each other, um, but also individually. And then UNC's running back uh, has looked really good as well. I think he got to like 1,200 yards or something last week. So... I mean, this is a good matchup. Definitely, um, UNC offense versus Clemson defense is probably one you want to one you want to pay attention the most. Yeah, I would say Nate Wiggins is the corner. I followed the corners pretty tightly throughout the season, just given the fact that it's going to be the Chargers' biggest need come draft season. Um, Nate Wiggins has done by far the most for his stock for the corners this year mainly because it was just like, hey, we just want to see Nate w Wiggins do more of it. Um, and he has firmly put himself in the conversation as the best pure cover corner in the draft. May, he's probably the most ball productive guy in the, in the class right now. Um, and he's, again, put himself firmly in the discussion with, in my mind, Kool-Aid McKinstry as the best cover corner in the class. Um, not the run defender that Cooper DeGene is by any means, not not the not the very so that guy that, that guy has, but um kind of trying to stay on track here with the matchups nate wiggins has been great um this this unc passing offense has been really good obviously fueled by drake may um there's no there's really not been one specific target he's gone to it's not they have a thousand they don't have a thousand yard receiver yet but he's spread the ball out nicely like so they have a they have a 12 yard rusher so looking for i mean the whole clemson the clemson d line is always cranking out talent um clemson linebacker duo Barrett Carter, Jeremiah Trucker Jr. have been awesome this year. 
I think Trotter's had the better college season for sure than Carter, who's a better prospect. I don't know yet. Um, they've been great. So, yeah, definitely definitely a Drake May versus kind of the defensive talent around him, and I want to see how he matches up. Curious to see if Barrett Carter gets gets kind of like a spy responsibility this week, given the fact that how you know Drake can move and extend plays. So curious to see how that goes down. And like I said, um, curious to see Nate Wiggins um, see if Drake may throws his way. Not a lot of teams have after the Florida State game. Um, he did wonderful work against Keon Coleman and um, Johnny Wilson. So curious to see if UNC kind of goes at him at all this week or if they don't. Um, so that, that that'll be exciting to watch. Um, another name I'll throw out there real quick for the defense, Andrew Makuba, um, kid from Austin, Texas. He's our age. Thought I'd throw him out there because he's going to get drafted this year. He's had a really good year for them. Um, thought I'd throw him out there. Th- thought I'd throw his name out there as well, just as the Drake May versus the passing defense for uh, for Clemson. Um, but that wraps it up for uh, for the college picks this week. Obviously, no pick for that one, just the popcorn matchups and missed a couple there with Kansas and Georgia or the Kansas State, Kansas, Kansas, Kansas State game and the Georgia Tennessee game. So, Pushes us to our NFL Week 11 slate. Got uh, four teams on the bye. The Colts, Pat, Colts, Pats, Falcons, and Saints. A um, couple NFC South teams here. The Pats appear to desperately, desperately need the bye. So um, certainly missed a couple teams this week. Uh, probably no good matchups, given the fact that those four teams aren't very good this year. But um, I'll let you kick us off with the first matchup of the week here with the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, the four teams that are on the bye, uh, real quick, I mean, the past few weeks, we've seen all the really good teams have buys pretty much. Um, but this week, obviously, the two, the Colts and the Pats going back from Germany, get the week off. And then Falcons and Saints, a couple of NFC South teams. I mean, all four just really haven't played great. Um, but looking at Thursday night matchup with the Bengals and the Ravens, the Ravens are fair by three and a half. It's a blackout. You know, everything. Um, you know, a lot of people have had this game circled. A lot of people that live in Maryland and surrounding areas has a game to go to and stuff like that. And all the signs are pointing to the Ravens to win. Uh, since John Harbaugh took over in 2008, the Ravens have the best home primetime record in the NFL of 19 and three, at least a win percentage. Um, I mean, overall primetime games, they're the best since he took over. Uh, the Bengals have won one road primetime game since 2000. And Ravens have never lost a Thursday night home game. So for all those reasons, I'm going with the Bengals because it all just adds up too much for the Ravens to win. Um, now, I, I mean, I get why they're favored. They should be, but um, I don't know. It's just interesting loss on Sunday, and I think it's going to be a weird game for them. Um, it looks like Trey Hendrickson's going to play after he hyperextended his knee on Sunday. He probably doesn't get a ton of snaps, but you know, at least he's going to be active from what it seems like. Um, T. Higgins is going to be out. Um, uh, Silvas, uh, also the receiver is going to be out, and then I'm trying to think with other Bengal that's going to be out. Um, can't think of it. And then for the Ravens, um, Ronnie Stanley and Marlon Humphrey are the two big names that are going to be out. I'm missing a few other guys, but not as big of an impact. Um, but yeah, I'm going with the Bengals. I think it'll be really close. It always is. Um, so yeah, should be a good game. Yeah, I'm going with going with the Bengals. Sorry, not the Bengals. The Ravens to win. Ravens to cover. Um, both teams coming off losses last week. I would say this is approaching a must-win for the Bengals. But the Ravens have been through the first three quarters of every game this year. They've been without question the best NFL team in the league, right? So it's going to be a matter of can they finish games. And if they were against a team that has finished games really well. I'd say, yeah, maybe the Ravens lose, but the Bengals haven't really finished games that strong either, right? Like, they they, they should have won last week. They, oh, yeah. yeah, I said they just gave a game away. So, um, and that's and, – and I think that's against and – I'll, and I'll make this hot take if the, on the pods is what I'm doing to designate a hot take. I think D'Amico Ryans and his staff is one of the five best in the NFL in year one. He's – what he's been able to do there has been incredible, and we can talk a little more about it when we get to the Cardinals matchup with the Texans um here in a second but yeah give me the ravens to win um they get this one done i like the matchup despite some injuries i I still think the ravens win and get and get it done and cover the three and a half at home in prime time popcorn matchup this week we'll we'll hit these quicker than in college joe mixon versus the inside linebacker duel of pat queen 
and Roquan Smith. Roquan's arguably a – I mean, he is a top three inside linebacker in football. Um, maybe second to only Fred Warner, right? I mean, that's that's kind of how I view it. Um, so I got to let you give your thoughts, but curious to see how, how Joe Mixon, who struggled this year at times, not had his best season, I think. He's, I think he's kind of reaching that over-the-hill per se that older running backs hit. Um, so curious to see how he gets used this week versus those two. Um, probably the second or third best linebacker duo in, in the in the, uh, in the league. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't really think of another matchup that made sense, just given the guys that are mm-hmm. out. Um, you know, with Humphrey and Stanley being out, that took away two big matchups that we could have had. And yeah. then, I mean, Joe Mixon, like you said, it's not what he was at his best, but he's still solid. Um, and then Patrick Queen has looked really good with Roquan, and then Roquan obviously speaks for itself. But that should be a fun matchup, really, just those two linebackers against everything underneath. It uh, should be interesting to see how they kind of attack the Bengals game plan, but looking forward to that one. Um, so staying in the AFC North, another divisional matchup. So all four teams, it's two games against each other. Steelers at Browns. Browns are fair by two. And I'm going with the Browns to win and cover. This game honestly should have been an even spread, I think. But the Browns, they're starting uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson after Deshaun Watson elected to have season ending surgery. Um, with the ankle sprain he had last week and the shoulder issue he's had prior to that. Um, so we're going with uh, the Browns to win and cover at home. Although the Steelers, I mean, it's going to be a really close game, uh, but I'm, I think I'm going to go with the Browns to, you know, carry momentum and win this one at home. Yeah, I'll go with, uh, I'll go with the Browns to win Browns to cover simply because of the fact that I, I don't just don't think the Steelers are going to be able to score points this week. I mean, seriously, I, they may not be able to score like eight points, seven points, nine points. Like they, they just this defense is so good. Um, it's what's kept them. It's what's kept them in games and kept them afloat. So, um, give me the Browns to win. Browns to cover. Popcorn matchup quickly. Uh, Broderick Jones, rookie offensive tackle for the Steelers, who is kind of just now getting into the starting lineup versus Miles Garrett slash Tazarius Smith. It's going to be his first real test versus a premier pass rusher in Miles Garrett, and then a, and a great, just a great duo in him and Z Smith. So, um, curious to see who he sees more of, whether it's Miles or Zadarius. Um, both have had great years um, this season. Obviously, Miles Garrett's a one-man wrecking crew, but curious to see Broderick how he competes against these two guys this week for sure. Yeah, it should be a good matchup. The rookie against two experienced vets and Miles Garrett being the DPOY favorite for now. Um, kind of a lesser matchup this week. Cardinals at Texans. Texans third by five and a half. Picking the Texans to win and cover. I just think, um, you know, coming off a big win in Cincinnati, going back home should be a big time game. Kyler Murray's first road game uh, of the year. So it should be interesting, but I think the Texans are going to come out on top and cover. Yeah, Texans win, Texans cover. I know Kyler's back, but it just the way that this the way that this Texans team has been playing um, as of late, given how young they are, and just outside of you know a few guys, just the general lack of talent that I feel they possess across the board in relation to the rest of the NFL. Um, man, big, big, big props to to D'Amico Ryan's and his staff. Um, they are they've they've done a phenomenal job there. Um, like offensive offense aside, like what CJ's done aside, because I think what CJ's doing is really special, and I'm not want to take anything away from him. Talking about the receiver group, what they've been able to basically be schemed open, and it feels like they're getting CJ some easier throws. I mean, the, the dude has thrown some seeds this year and doing really special stuff, but they're also getting him really good looks, and they're getting him and they're getting him open receivers, which you're not gonna complain about. So there's that, and then I think defensively, they've they've been able to hold their own in a lot of games. Um, and, the, and, and they're ready to play. They don't get blow, They haven't been blown out. They really don't get punched in the mouth that much. It, it appears that they are ready to go every week. Also the week one loss to the Ravens was tough. Um, it's, it's a first game for that staff. They have not been blown out and they have come ready to play and ready to basically prepare it every single week. So, um, big ups to them. Popcorn matchup this week, Paris Johnson University versus Will Anderson, two rookies. Will's had an awesome rookie year. Paris had a solid year. So, Curious to watch these two guys go, go up against each other this week and um, check the matchup, kind of check the box score afterwards. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, looking forward to that one. Another divisional matchup in the AFC South, Titans at Jags. Jags are favored by six and a half. Picking the Jags to win and cover, I just think they're too much, especially at home against the Titans, who, um, you know, kind of just unloaded and are looking for a top pick, it seems like. Um, so should be should be an interesting matchup in terms of, you know, what the Titans try to do to score more points than the Jags, essentially. So uh, picking the Jags yeah. to win by probably 10 or so. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Jacks to win, Jacks to cover. Again, just, obviously, Will Levis, hot start to his career, cooled off the last couple, or like his last week. Um, Jags need to bounce back. They didn't look good last week. They got to bounce back against the Titans team in a divisional matchup. So um, there's that popcorn matchup. We we went, we went we struggled. This is the one we struggled with the most. Um, just give him some worse some guys are playing. Like, I wish Peter Skronsky was playing tackle because it would have been easy. We went with Derek Henry versus uh, Foyle Sotoluacan slash Devin Lloyd, the inside linebacker duo for the Jags. Um, yeah, so we went with. I'll, I'll let you take this one if you want. I, I mean, it's just it was hard to do. I don't love the corner room in Jacksonville. They've been banged up. D hops. I don't know. He's still old. That there's really no offensive line matchup for for Jeffrey Simmons. So kind of this was by default, if you will. Yeah, I mean. Derrick Henry is getting better each game as the season goes, and Foy City Lucan has been really, really good this year. Um, so interesting matchup there. I don't know how much they'll actually be going at each other, but we'll see. Uh, Raiders at Dolphins. Miami fared by 12 as the Raiders travel to play them. Um, picking the Dolphins, but I'm picking the Raiders to cover. Raiders coming off back-to-back wins since they uh, fired Josh McDaniels, their staff. and um, I don't know how this game's going to go, honestly. I mean, you think the Dolphins should win big, but I, I just think the Raiders are going to, you know, kind of stick in there and be pretty feisty the whole game. I mean, they're going to get some good drives going, I think, and I think the Dolphins are going to come out in the end, but I still think the Raiders are going to keep it close. Dolphins win. I think Vegas covers. They just, they've got a new energy about them since they got rid of McDaniels. Um, yeah, Josh McDaniels. Um, I just think the Dolphins win. I think Vegas covers. Dolphins have also looked, I don't want to say fraudulent, but they've not looked like the team they we thought they were, I think, to start the year. So give me the give me the Dolphins to win, but the Raiders to cover the 12 um, popcorn matchup. Devontae Adams versus Jalen Ramsey, pretty easy one. Um, obviously, Ramsey getting back healthy on the field. Tay appears to be less frustrated the last couple of weeks. So curious to watch these two go out of this week. Two of the best uh, in the NFL of the last what half decade feels like yeah i mean it should be interesting between them see how much they're matched up um moving on to an nfc matchup here the cowboys at panthers cowboys fair by 10 and a half i think they win by more than that um really shouldn't be that close i know you know cowboys haven't been great on the road um, i mean it's they're playing the worst team in the league statistically so uh, they should win big in this one i mean you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Um, <laughs> Panthers have been the worst team in the league this year. Cowboys have been one of the best. Cowboys win Cowboys cover on the road. We went with Zach Martin versus Derek Brown as the popcorn matchup. Zach Martin, obviously one of the greatest offensive linemen of all time. Um, first bout Hall of Famer, no doubt when he's done and eligible. Versus Derek Brown, 2020 draft pick. I believe the seventh overall pick in the draft in 20, yeah, 2020, seventh overall pick. Been a really, really solid defensive lineman for them. He's been awesome. I know IDLs don't get a lot of love unless you're like Aaron Donald and you're getting 20 sacks a year type type stuff. But he's been uh, one of the better interior interior defenders in the NFL. So I'm going to love to see that matchup in the All-22 view after the week's over. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one for sure. Yeah, I mean, when you get a matchup like that to, I mean, a vet and a rookie, or not a rookie, but a rookie contract guy, um, it's always an interesting one. So Moving on here, uh, Bears at Lions. Lions fared by nine. Going with the Lions to win and cover, divisional matchup. Could be close, but then again, the Lions just have pre- been pretty consistent this whole season outside of a couple games, um, you know, fighting for that one seed in the NFC. Um, so, yeah, I'm picking them to win by probably maybe three scores. Three scores is big, dude. Yeah, it, it might be. <laughs> No, I mean, you're not, I mean, you're not wrong. Um, Justin Fields is back, which I don't know if it's good for the Bears or not. Hot take, maybe. Yeah. Um, 
Lions win, Lions cover, like you said. Darnell Wright versus Aiden Hutchinson. Rookie rookie right tackle for the Bears. Drafted ninth overall against Aiden Hutchinson. Um, if there was a most improved defensive player award in the NFL, he would probably be the front runner for it, I would assume, right? He's had a great – he's had an awesome year um, oh. from kind of second to for rookie year now. He's had an awesome year. So looking forward to this one for sure. And um, again, a good a good test for Darnell Wright against a, a – a, I would say a top-end pass rush in Aiden Hutchinson. He's, been, he's had a great year. He's been awesome. So uh, good test for Darnell in his rookie year. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, with DeWan Jones down – uh, who's looked really good, Darnell Wright, another rookie tackle, like you said, that's looked pretty solid, so it should be an interesting matchup. Um, next up is Chargers at Packers, Chargers fair by three. Um, seems like they're fair by three in, like, a lot of games for some reason. I, I mean, I'm sure yeah, the line moves, are. but it seems like most games is uh, by three. So picking them to win on the road, I know Lambo's a tough place to play, especially late in the year, but the Packers team just isn't great across the board uh, roster-wise, so... Um, the Chargers, who have mainly a veteran roster, should be able to take care of business on the road. Yeah, I think the Chargers are just a, I think they're a more talented group, despite the fact they are going to be at a coaching disadvantage in mer- nearly every game that they're in. Um, if you can't tell, I want Brandon Sealy fired. I wish he would have been fired last week. But if we have time, I will I will get a little, as I have done the last couple of weeks, a little soapbox rant at the end of the Thursday Turf Talk if we have time. Um, I just think uh, Justin Herbert. He, this is the first week he was really healthy with, with the finger. Um, not an excuse, but an explanation, rather, for some of the missed throws the past few weeks. Um, dude was dealing this week. I, one of his better career games, he had the one He had one interception early in the game. As a shooter just thrown a air metal out of bounds, tried to force a throw at the sideline, got picked off, which is an awesome play by Kirby Joseph. Credit to him. Um, safety out of Illinois a few years ago. Um, but he's been I – mean, he's been uh, – he was dealing in MVP form – on uh on Sunday, I mean they lost a 38 to 41 game. He was in his bag. I think Dan Campbell realized had they kicked the field goal and given Justin Herbert the ball back, they'd score touchdowns on their last five drives. They were going to go score a touchdown. They were going to go score. That's how it was going to be. Um, so yeah, Chargers. I think they get the get the win this week at home or on the road in Lambeau. Um, Justin Herbert's first game in Lambeau. I know that. Um, so looking forward to seeing him play at that at that historic stadium. I just as like a Chargers fan in general. Um, popcorn matchup: Keenan Allen versus Jair Alexander. Um, if if anyone like Keenan Allen is having a vintage, like he he's having a top five year this year in the NFL. He's having a top five receiver year. The I think he's top four or three in every like major statistical statistical category for receivers this year. Um, very much a renaissance performance from Keenan Allen this season. Um, versus Jair Alexander, one of the top flight corners in the league. Jair does follow guys. I know that. Um, so I'm very curious to see him if he follows Keenan into the slot this week and then kind of how they play the rest of that defense with kind of Eric Stokes maybe drawing uh, Quentin Johnson this week. Curious to see how those matchups work out. But definitely want to see Keenan Allen versus Jair. Um, no one's really been able to hold Keenan this year. No one's really covered him one-on-one. I know Jair's a big talker. Keenan's a big talker. So I'm I'm pumped for this matchup between these two. This is of of the the guys in this list. There might be one other one that I'm like pumped for because it's a trench matchup. This is my favorite matchup of the week. Outside of maybe maybe the Broncos Vikings one, but that's like an iffy one. Of the surefire matchups, this is my I'm pumped for this one. Dude. I'm so excited. No, yeah, I mean a good matchup between two vets i know jair's second contract kicked in this year um kind of had some health issues every now and then but for the most part has been solid when he's been healthy uh moving on here to not a great nfc east matchup of the giants and commanders with the commanders favored by nine and a half i don't know if i've ever seen a worse team favored by more than you know two scores at least um but ever that's what it is right now and i'm picking the commanders to win but because of the commander's lack of talent and it being a divisional game, I'm going with the Giants to cover. I just don't know how the Commanders win by 10. I know how bad the Giants roster is and DeVito and everything, but I just, I don't know. The Commanders roster isn't great. And I know Sam Howell uh, leading the league in passing yards just because he's throwing it a ton. But I just don't think, even being at home, which isn't really a difference, um, I don't think they win by that much. All the Commanders have to do to cover, in my mind, is score 10 points. That's all, that's That might be all they have to do. This this Giants offense with, with Tommy DeVito is generationally bad. 
generationally bad. And they're scoring more than 10 this week against against this against this Giants defense. So I'm taking them to win and cover. Um I am a Sam Howell believer. I think there's something in there that, that he can work with. Um I hope that the commanders say it the same way that I do. I have a feeling that's not going to be the case, though. And I have a feeling that it's obviously forward looking. But if the Bears get picks one and two, don't be shocked if the commanders are picking two. Don't be shocked. Yeah. New ownership. They're going to have they, they have a new front office. They're going to have a new head coach. Per sources, maybe Bill Belichick. Yeah. Trust I me on that. Um so uh, th- that feels like the team that would do it. And I would feel bad for Sam Hall because I think there's something there to work with. I, ju- I genuinely do. Um, he's making some bad decisions. You know what it's reminiscent of? Like rookie year Josh Allen. Am I wrong? Yeah. He's made some – Josh Allen made some poor decisions this week. That aside, he's making some really poor decisions, but there's a lot you go – there's something there that he can throw the ball. And to me, that's that's what I kind of go, man, like give him a give him another year or two. They're talented. Get the offensive line better. They've got receiver talent. I, I like Sam Howell. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with them to cover this week. Terry McLaurin versus Deontay Banks. Obviously scary Terry, receiver for the commanders, and then rookie corner Deontay Banks for the Giants out of Maryland. Um had a good rookie year for them. He's been a stabilizing presence in the in the secondary. He's not been like a sauce gardener, even a Witherspoon, but he's been really, really good this year. Um, really solid corner. So looking forward to seeing him, see if he gets to gets to cover McLaurin this week, one of the best in the league. One of the most underappreciated in the league still. I don't know yeah. how he's still so underappreciated. That guy is so good. So uh, good. I, I'm, I really wish they didn't re-sign him because I wanted I him so hit bad. The but I just want to hit the, just want to hit the market in general. Right. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But moving on here, Jets at Bills, a rematch of week one, that crazy game on opening weekend Monday night uh, where the Jets won it in overtime on a punt return. Um, but I'm taking the Bills, but I'm picking the Jets to cover. The Bills are fared by seven, and it's in Buffalo, but the Bills haven't shown me anything um, that they're a playoff team, let alone a contender. So I don't know what their plan is, but in terms of – what I, I I think the Bills should be able to get right at some point, but in terms of like what their get right game is, I just don't see it. Like I keep thinking they they're gonna get right, but then they just crumble and they, they compound don't. mistakes and then they get penalties and stuff like that. So I just I don't know how they do it, but I'm picking them to win this week. Um, but the Jets to keep it close and maybe win, but I think the, the Bills will win by you know four points. I know we're a little. I don't want to say type a little close on time. Bills win, Bills don't cover. The Ken Dorsey firing is one, is not a Ken Dorsey problem. It is a Sean McDermott thing. The seat is hot for Sean McDermott. He's feeling the heat. Like they're not they may not make the playoffs this year. Um yeah, which they're is crazy in the to say. Dude, they were my Super Bowl pick, I think, to start the year. They they look bad. Like they objectively don't look good. Um the Jets have had every opposing quarterback outside of Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. They've had every opposing offense in hell. They had Josh Allen in hell in week one. They had Mahomes in hell, Hurts in hell, Herbert was in hell. I mean, they've had everyone h- hating life against them. And basically, I mean, you watch the – we watched – everyone watched the Monday night game with the Chargers and the Jets. The Chargers basically said, hey, all we're going to do is not turn the ball over and take what we can underneath. We're, we're not going to push it. Because they saw what happened when the Eagles tried to push it. The Chiefs tried to push it. The Bills tried to push it. That offense can score 40. They just they just did almost. They chose to take the short stuff. We're going to see if Josh Allen does that this week. Like, I'm chall- like, I've always said to people before, like, man, if you could just combine the mindset of, like, Justin Herbert, like, don't turn the ball over, super, super, super smart, like, almost is doesn't take enough risks. With the Josh Allen mindset of like, F it, Diggs is down there somewhere. I'm I'm throwing whatever throw I want to make because I think I can make it. If you combine those two quarterback mindsets, you'd have like the perfect, you'd have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You'd have Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, that's the kind of what it would be. So, um, and that guy's an all-time great. So, 
that's I want to see Josh Allen be more like Justin Herbert this week. And I, I don't want to say that because like I'm trying to pat Herbert's back, but like don't turn the ball over this week. That's all I'm trying to say. I want to see him be smart with the football, not make bad decisions, and they can win by seven or more. They can win by four scores if they just don't turn the ball over this week. But we'll see. The obvious popcorn matchup, Diggs versus Sauce. Need we say more? Yeah, this is I mean, two two of the two of the best in the game. Yeah, it should be a and good Sauce matchup is between follow two him. of them. Um, yeah, Diggs really hasn't had the year people thought he would, but um, you know he's still always there. I mean, nothing about his game has changed. It's just targets. He hasn't gotten as many. He hasn't for some reason been schemed as as much. So we'll see if that changes this week. Up next, NFC matchup with the Bucks at 49ers. 49ers are fared by 11 and a half, and this probably is the biggest margin of the week, if I had to guess. Um, you know, the Bucks going on the road. Bucks are a feisty team, but I think the Niners are just too much. Um, you know, they're healthy now, and the Niners are my pick for the Super Bowl as of now. I think the Niners are probably the best team, honestly. Um, they lost three in a row. Brock Purdy had his concussion deal. Debo Samuel was out. Trent Williams was out. I mean, those are massive pieces missing. Um and so I think I think they're back. They got Chase Young as well. They're just coming off a bye, a dominant win on the East Coast against the Jags. Um, so yeah, no reason for them not to win by 20. And you got to be doing this week. I'm, I'm taking them to win and cover the 11 and a half. Um, no doubt in my mind. They got right last week. They looked they looked a lot better. It was clear that they missed Trent Williams a lot. They really missed him. So I think you're right. I think if he stays healthy, they're Super Bowl bound. I think they do have the team this year to compete with the Eagles. They now they basically got a full offseason with, with Christian McCaffrey. And they gave Kyle Shanahan a year to go, how can we beat the Eagles? How can we use Christian McCaffrey to beat everybody? And that's what's happening, basically. I said that ironically enough, they didn't score touchdown last week. They tried. They tried their best to get it to him, but he didn't score. Right. But um yeah, Niners to win Niners to cover. Popcorn matchup, Tristan Wirfs versus Nick Bosa slash Chase Young slash the general edge rotation in San Francisco. Um Tristan Wirfs Second best tackle in football behind Trent Williams. I think that's probably a pretty universal thought, um, or at least he's top three um, versus arguably the best edge rusher in football. You can make him. He's DPOI last year, and um, guy who they just got in Chase Young is uber talented. So pumped for this one as well. This is this is the one I was talking about that I was the most pumped about potentially. Um, this is gonna be sick because either way, worse when they pass, he's getting one of these two guys. It's gonna be sweet. All right, now I'm excited about this matchup as well. Um, probably one of the few good matchups in this game. Yeah. But um, sticking on the West Coast in the NFC here, Seahawks at Rams. Seahawks fared by one. This is a really tough pick for me. I was thinking about Rams, but the Seahawks just, I think they're too talented to lose this one on the road. So I'm picking them to win and cover the one-point spread. Yeah, I'll go Seahawks to win, Seahawks to cover. Um, looking for a kind of a... a Revenge or revenge game for the Seahawks? They lost Week One to the Rams, didn't they? Am I tripping? Um, I believe they did. I, I'm nearly positive. I'm gonna do a check. Yeah, and then I think they came back. Right in front and, of me. Yeah, and then Week Two they beat the Lions. I think. Yeah, yeah, thirteen to three. They got walloped, man. They got rolled Week One. So, um, bounce back game. Question is, are we gonna get Seahawks Geno or Jets Geno? Right. But I mean, we'll see. Um, but popcorn matchup, Cooper Cup, obviously, route running savant. The guy's a guy's a wizard. Um, versus rookie quarterback Devon Witherspoon. We talked about him on the rookie watch last few weeks, which we did not do this week. I just just remembered, uh, which is okay. Um, I think I like the popcorn matchups better, anyways, right now because we I tried to get a lot of rookies in here uh, when I picked some of these. So Witherspoon's had a great year though. Been a Nick certified corner CB one. Like I think he's. They they nailed that pick. He's appears to be a really 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 good player for them, and will develop into a shutdown CB one. So um, big test for him this week. Curious to see if he's going to get to cover Cup. Um, how often he gets to see him, and how how he performs against Cooper Cup, who's like I said, one of the best in the league. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, two guys that are really good at what they do. Uh, Sunday night football is Vikings at Broncos. Uh, should be a really good game, honestly. I didn't think this would be that good a few weeks ago. If you look at it now, um, obviously with Josh, what Josh Dobbs is doing and Kirk Cousins' absence. And then the Broncos have looked pretty good over the past couple weeks, uh, winning a big game on the road at the end. Um, Vikings, 
I'm picking them to win and cover as they're the underdog if Justin Jefferson plays, but if he doesn't, I'm going to go with the Broncos. Vikings to win, Vikings to cover. I'm agreeing with you that I think if Justin Jefferson plays, they win. If not, they may not win. Um, mainly because I think the best corner in football resides in Denver. And um, if Justin Jefferson doesn't play, the only real elite, like playmaker that the, that the Vikings have had to lean on this year has been um, has been Jordan Addison and brother. Jordan Addison does not want that smoke with Patrick Sertan. I, no, I mean, no one does. But it ain't going to be Jordan Addison. Just based upon play style and how Jordan wins and how Sertan wins, it's a bad matchup for him. Um, that said, if Justin Jefferson plays, arguably the best in the league versus PS2 would be epic. Now, granted, I, I'll, I, I will at face value say like, hey, if Justin Jefferson's back this week, he may not be fully healthy. He may be on a snap count. But if he's able to play, he should be – if he can play, he should be able to at least give 100% on meaningful snaps. And on meaningful snaps – PS2 should PS2 follows guys. PS2 should be following him this week. So I am uh, I'm pumped to see Justin Jefferson play versus PS2. Like I said, I think PS2 CB1 in the entire NFL. I think I, I don't even think it's close. As good as Sauce is, like give me a pass or ten. This dude is a t- the definition of like a technician corner. Um, he has a lockdown lockdown corner. Um, he's gonna be a frequent flyer on the. Popcorn matchup list, I think. We're I think we're gonna see him on this list a lot. Um so give me JJ and, and PS2 if, if JJ plays. Yeah, I mean, should be a lot of fun to watch those two guys if they're playing. Um final game of the week is Monday Night Football, Eagles at Chiefs. Chiefs are fair by three in Arrowhead. I'm picking the Chiefs to win, but the Eagles to lose by less than three. Um I I just think both teams have really looked up and down this year, although their records look better than a team that has been up and down, but I mean, they really have been. The Eagles and Chiefs have both had really unimpressive wins that they've gotten. Um, you know, they, they won last second. And so I'm going with the Chiefs to win it at home. Uh, should be a big deal for them. Going with the Eagles to win this one. Um, I know it's in KC. I just think the Eagles are they, – they appear to be – and I know I just said the Niners look like they're going to be a Super Bowl run – Given the fact that they looked, they had a couple down weeks, I think so far to date, the Eagles have probably been the best team in the NFL. They've been steady. I think they've been – they haven't had games they've really given away a, a whole lot. I know they lost the Jets game, but the Jets are just weird this year. Um, Eagles look really good. Game the Eagles to win and cover the three on the road. Obviously, if they win, they cover. Um, but I, I, it's going to be a great game. This was probably the game of the week. Um, Super Bowl rematch. Looking for – what I'm looking for is the Eagles take advantage of a banged up Chiefs, de- Chiefs defense. They don't have Nick Bolton. Obviously, he's done for a while. Um, I'm looking for them to take advantage and win win in the run game for them. Um, popcorn matchup is Chiefs interior offensive line of from right to left. Or sorry, from left to right. Joe Tooney at right or left guard. Creed Humphrey at center. Trey Smith at right guard versus the Eagles interior defensive line rotation. So Fletcher Cox, uh, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter. Those are the kind of the main three that rotate. I know Brandon Graham gets some reps inside. Um, just a really deep room in general. So, yeah, I'm looking for that. I mean, that, that's my matchup for the week. That's where the game was probably won and lost. Um, but I'm looking for the Eagles to get it done. Again, with their with their offensive line getting, getting the win for them this week. Yeah, I mean, both are fairly talented, um, especially that Eagles D-line that just brings in new pieces each year. And they – Seem to do really well in that system with a really good secondary behind them. So it uh, should be fun. We'll probably do popcorn matchups for NFL games, and then we'll try to get some for college games. But it's just harder for college games because a lot of the times either each team doesn't have two really good guys going against each other or they're not draft eligible, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we'll keep doing that. I think that was good uh, addition to each game, kind of giving more of a perspective on the game uh, within the game. I know we didn't get to it off the bat, uh, but the college football third edition of the rankings did come out. We'll go through this pretty quick. Um, There's no new teams in the rankings, but all but four teams or six teams flipped around. So 
25 is Kansas, um, three-point loss to Texas Tech. Tulane is 24, the only non-Power 5 team in, dropped one after a two-point win versus Tulsa. 23 is Oklahoma State, dropped from 15 um, after a blowout loss to UCF. 22 is Utah, dropped four after a close loss to Washington. And then 21 is Kansas State, uh, the first riser, uh, going up from 25 after a dominant win over Baylor. Yeah, not a lot there. Obviously, Oklahoma State gets gets walloped by UCF and Orlando. Tulane drops a spot just with the riders ahead of them. Kansas drops a spot of losing to unranked Texas Tech team. Nothing crazy here. From 20 to from 20 to 16, North Carolina up four spots after after a tight win versus Duke, 47 to 45. Notre Dame is up a spot after a win against Clemson, or sorry, a loss against Clemson. That wait wait they moved up in the rankings after they lost. Yeah, I was surprised. Well, I guess they all the team, there's a bunch of teams that lost ahead of them, but that's right. a bit appalling. Um, how Tennessee's ranked at 18 still, I'm not really sure. Um, it's an, I guess it's an SEC bias, I, I suppose. They got rolled by Missouri this past week. Arizona's up four spots after a big win versus Colorado, seven, seven and three. And then Iowa's up to, by the way, Iowa is unranked in the AP poll, just so everyone knows. They're, they're up six spots to 16 overall after a shut, a shut, a shutout loss to, or shutout win to Rutgers. They're eight and two. They're unranked in the AP poll. And there it's, I mean, the CFP, like, I think it's like the top 10, top 15. Like, I really have no arguments with. You get to that 16 to 25, and it's a little bit questionable in my opinion. But it, whatever. I digress. Yeah. Uh, uh, they had a bye. They had yeah. A bye. So the Clemson game was the last game they played, which is why I put it there, yeah. but they didn't lose this week so they had an off week Um, right moved up one just because of how many losses were there there were like you said um yeah tennessee dropping five i honestly thought they should have dropped more after they got crushed um on the road and then arizona's looked really good like we said earlier up four um moving on to 15 through 11 um lsu's at 15 they looked really solid overall um probably have the biggest chance to rise out of the three lost teams um, up four after a big win over Florida. 14 is Oklahoma um, up three after a big win over West Virginia. 13 is Ole Miss down four after they got crushed by Georgia. Penn State lost to Michigan down two to number 12 and Oregon State up one to 11 uh, after a dominant win against Stanford. Yeah, uh, Ole Miss drops four spots after that big loss to Georgia. Makes sense. Penn State drops after a pretty decent-sized loss. It looks better with the score. They scored with, like, a couple minutes left to make it a tighter game than it looked. Um, they moved down, which makes sense to me. Um, getting here from 10 to 10 to 6. Louisville up a spot after a win against Virginia, just given the losses in front of them, up to 10. Missouri jumps up five spots from 14 to 9 after that big win versus Tennessee. Bama stays put after a uh, – win against Kentucky, Texas State's put after a win against TCU, and then Oregon State's put after a win against USC. Um, I think Texas and Oregon in tighter games than we thought they'd be in. Um, nevertheless, still big win. So they won the games. I think Texas gets the Ewers back this week, so um, shouldn't have. I guess Ewers played last week. I don't, it, it didn't look like he was healthy, fully healthy. They looked like they played him because they needed to. Like I felt like they, yeah. just, they had to play him. So um, hopefully – well, I think for, for their sake, hopefully it's healthy this week for, for their sake and it's going into Ames. But, um, yeah, no, really no movement outside of uh, Mizzou and Louisville jumping after wins last week. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Six through ten, pretty much what you expected after what happened. Um, going into the five undefeated teams. So at five is Washington um, after a seven-point win over Utah. Four is Florida State, seven-point win over Miami, um, which really could have come down to the wire. Um, Miami had the yeah. ball then and just couldn't get it done. Michigan, uh, nine-point win on the road at Penn State, which was big. And then Ohio State and Georgia flip. So Ohio State is now at two after a big win over Michigan State. And then Georgia with the probably the most, eh, second most impressive win of the week. I think Missouri's dominant win over Tennessee was probably a little more impressive just given the um, the stakes of the game. So Georgia um, winning a game with as much talent as they have. I mean, a 35-point win, no doubt. But, I mean, they should be doing that if they want to be the number one team. So rightfully so, they are at the top for now. Um, we'll yeah. see how those change. But, yeah, we'll go through that every week. Um, and this is the 13th Thursday Turf Talk already. Um, just to recap our records, 
Breeze one game up in NCAA, 44 and 17 to my 43 and 18. NFL, um, he's three games up, so 94 and 56 to my 91 and 59, which brings the total to uh, Brady's at 138 and 73, and I'm 134 and 77. So out of over 250 games, we're only separated by four, which is pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, look for some good games this week. Um, you know, not as many ranked matchups and not as many close spreads in the NFL, but still some good competition, some good individual matchups within each game, like we pointed out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, Oregon State, Washington should be great. Um, looking forward to that one. It's it really going to be, I'm pulling, trying to pull up schedules to look at this real quick, um, kind of lead us into this. Washington's really last big time challenge. I know they're going to have Washington State to end the year, which is going to be tight. Um, just given the nature of those two teams and the rivalry there, um, they should, they I mean, they should, it's in, it's in Seattle. They should have no problem. So this is really Washington State's last tough game of the year um, until they get to the pack, the, the Pac-12 title game, um, Florida State looking at them at number four. I mean, look at some of their scores this year, like BC, they beat by two. They beat Cle- They should have lost to Clemson. They play a tight, they play a pretty tight game prior to Riley Leonard getting hurt against Duke. They play a seven-point game with unranked Miami. They're kind of out of the woods, though, because they have North Alabama. And 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 they have Florida, and going to Gainesville is never easy. It's a really, 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 really good home environment. But, again, it's a game they should be able to sleepwalk through and win. Um, so you're kind of looking at those two teams, the teams in the in, that are, would currently be in the playoff should they win out. Because, again, one of the Big Ten teams will lose and drop down. Um but man, we're running out of time for one of those two teams to drop a game, dude. We're running right. out of time. So yeah. I think for, for Florida State, it's even more important because they should be able to get to the, the ACC title game undefeated. And at which point you could almost argue they get in with a loss, given how everything else plays out, right? Yep. Um, I think if you're Texas, you've got to win out. Right, looking at the, looking at, the, at the standings, right? I don't think Ohio State and Michigan both get in this year, just given how the fact that you've got a Texas team with a win yeah. over Alabama and Tuscaloosa, an Alabama team that's nine and one that could, I think, give Georgia a game. Florida State's ten and zero, Washington's ten and zero. I still think Oregon's going to get in and beat Washington. No, I think we're going to have four different conferences in the playoff, which is ideal. We, I, think I think we will. I think you're right. Unless unless Alabama beats Georgia, so here here's how it has to happen: Bama has to beat Georgia. Michigan has to win out. Florida State has to lose a game. And there has to be a, a one-loss Pac-12 champ. That's how you get Bama in, I think. Basically, what has to happen is Bam, Bama goes to one after beating Georgia. Or they go to two and the Big Ten champ, the undefeated Big Ten champ goes to one. Bama goes to two. You get Oregon at three. Well, Problem is Texas beat Bama. That's the problem with all of this, right? Right. So how does that I fit just, in? Yeah, I mean, well, that's I, the thing. Like, the, like the, the committee's gonna hold weight in that. It's a game in. It's in Alabama. It's in the, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's that's gonna be. That's the wrench that throws the cog, and I think all of this, right? Uh, Texas would have to lose, basically. They need Texas would need to lose a game for two for two SEC teams to get in. I think. Which is very likely. I mean, Texas really hasn't yeah. looked that good. And granted, I know their QB situation hasn't been great health-wise over the past few weeks, yeah. but they really haven't looked good defensively either. I don't think they've looked that great. Um, it looked bad in the second half. After, like I said, they started the year as yeah. the best second-half team in the country, and they've looked bad in the fourth quarter this year, which has been a surprising turn, If like you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, they got a tough one this week, dude. They're in Ames. That's not easy. So, yeah. Now, if they if they win this week, they win next week against Tech. Who are they going to get for the? I, I don't know why we're doing this. It's probably going to be Kansas State. Uh, Kansas State has two conference losses. It might be Oklahoma. Looking right, I'm, it's Oklahoma State right now because they hold a tiebreaker over. Well, so right now it's K State, Iowa State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State tied at six and at five and two. Right, and then just. There's all these head-to-head matchups that they'd have to figure out, you, probably. You probably get Oklahoma State, who they didn't see this year, right? Which is interesting. Granted, I think they win because Oklahoma State's offense is predicated on a run game. So, 
Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they could very well lose this game this week in Ames, though. That's the thing. Right. I mean, what I, what I'm excited about is going into not only rivalry week but conference championship week. Going to conference championship games, we could have still seven contenders for the playoff. To where yeah. oh, three of those, oh, yeah. three of those five power five conference championship games will have you know the winner goes to the playoff and the loser your season's done. Yeah. Not really, but yeah, I mean essentially. Um, so it's going to be probably the biggest conference championship um, stakes that we've ever had um, since the college football playoff came to be. I mean, obviously going back to what when it started in 2013 or something like that. Um, I really don't think there were that many like up and down games to where they had so much magnitude. But I mean, you look at the Big Ten won't have a factor. The SEC probably will. The Pac-12 absolutely will. And then. You look at the ACC. Big 12 should. Yeah, the Big 12 should, and then the ACC will as well in terms of is Florida State going to get in or not. So, Question I mean, three of the three, maybe four of the five are going to have big implications. Do you think Louisville could get in? I I do. I was thinking about this, but I just don't think their resume is going to be better than other teams that are vying to get in. No, no, and I don't disagree with you. I guess my point is like, what needs to happen for them to get in? Georgia needs to win out. You need to have a two-loss Bama. Right. I think Washington needs to win out. Yep, and then UT needs to lose, and then they're in. Yeah, and they have to obviously beat, beat Florida State. But yeah, I think yeah. so. They, yeah, they need Georgia wins out. I mean, if they beat Florida State, Washington. they're automatically ahead of FSU. Right, that's what I'm saying. So they they got to yeah. beat they got to Georgia wins out, Washington wins out, then they need. They need they need Michigan or Ohio State. They need the winner. That need that needs to be like a blowout. That needs to be not yeah. close. And they need all the one loss teams to have two losses. Yeah, yeah. They'll need um. Yeah. They'll need Texas to drop a game. Yeah, which yeah, is very possible. Texas Louisville's most likely that, scenario is going to come down to: Are they going to put the Big Ten one loss team in? Or are they going to put Louisville in? And I think not only because. That's why I think, I think like it needs obviously, to be a, a I think the Big win. Ten team is better, right? I think it needs to be a blowout win, but I mean, I think the Big Ten team, even the loser, is going to be better than Louisville. But for the sake of having a different conference in, having a different team in, uh, as Louisville's never made the playoff, I think is are both going to be big factors into the, into them getting in over Michigan or Ohio State. I think it also de- like it also could depend on well, and they don't really care. They'll manipulate the rankings how they need to, but they we we're, they're not going to give us like the game 2.0 in a, in a semi. I also think, like I said, not only does Michigan Ohio State need to be a blowout win for the winner, I think Louisville would need to like win by a couple scores. Yeah, they would. Which is doable though. I mean that's that's doable, right? Like that's that's I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Right. I would I'm rooting for that as much as like I want to see Texas make the playoff. I'm rooting for chaos at the end of the day. Like I am. I know you're not rooting for Texas to get in the playoff. I would love to see him get in. But I would love to see chaos ensue and see Louisville. Get in. I would love it. Be so no I mean, I, I'd like to see new teams in. But at the end of the day, I want to see the four best teams. And I don't think Louisville or Texas are the four best. Um, I think. Just in terms of what they've done, we'll wrap this up in a second, but I really hope it's either Oregon or Washington. I don't care. Either one of those teams in the playoffs is Oregon's fine with better. me. I think, I think, I think they're better Oregon's right better. now, but for, I don't care my, which of those teams that are in. Yeah, fair. Um, fair as long fair. as we get a Pac-12 team. Um, yeah. As long as we get Georgia or Bama, I mean, I'd like to see one of those. You can't not put an SEC I team in, especially Georgia. when they have one loss. And then yeah. – Ohio State or Michigan, you're going to get one of them. And then it's ACC or Big 12. I mean, that's what it comes down to. So it should be interesting, no doubt. Um, There's still pretty much nine teams in contention for a playoff spot. Um, Which is crazy. Dude, we're we're in week 12. That's that's a crazy statement. Yeah. Right. And and I I know I didn't make this pick. One of these nine is going to lose this week, I think. Yeah, this is about when it happens. Right, like someone's gonna lose a game they shouldn't this week, right? Maybe it's Louisville. Hell, maybe it's Florida State. I mean, oh no, never mind. Sorry, they're playing North Alabama. I take that back. I lied. They're they're never mind. It's not happening. Um, 
No, I brought it up because because I do think Louisville's gonna beat him. Like I'm like I'll say it now. I'm making the pick that Louisville's gonna beat him in, in the ACC title game. That's why I say that because they Louisville's looked good. I've been unimpressed with Florida State's team. Right, like, out I've of their ten wins, the past couple weeks. Out of their ten wins, really like two or three have been like top four team wire quality wire win. dominant wins. Right, the LSU game is impressive, but it's retrospectively less impressive now. LSU got throttled by they got rolled by Alabama. They've not been that good this year in relative like relative to what they were preseason five. So I don't know, man. I think they're gonna lose to Louisville. That's why that's why I wanted to have the, the extended conversation. Right. Oh yeah, I mean but, it should be a lot of fun. I know we talked about it last week too, and I'm sure we'll talk about it next week as we kind of see a little clearer of a picture in terms of what teams are gonna be in the playoffs and fighting for that playoff spot going into conference championship weekend. But I think that pretty much wraps it up today. A um, little bit of a longer episode. We kind of talked about more things, added in the uh, popcorn matchups, stuff like that. Um, but we will see you all at least once next week for the normal episode. Oh, we're going to figure out what to do with Thursday Turf Talk with that following on Thanksgiving. But um, that does it until next Tuesday's we'll, episode. We'll, pro- we'll probably get one. It may be We may record it earlier. We'll probably get one given it's rivalry week. And it's going to be such a heavy yeah. week for college football. Yeah, we should be It'll probably to. be a little earlier, though. It'll probably be. We'll probably record it before lines come out for these games. So we may not be making spread picks, but we'll, we'll be making game picks for sure. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of big matchups, um, obviously rivalry week and then NFL, we have NFL on Thursday, Friday, Sunday, and Monday. So yeah. um, just a loaded, you know, week college football. It should be fun. Thanks for tuning in. Um, we have episode 62 coming up on Tuesday. Um, we're going to be going over, over NHL standings, Gonna have an off week for the NBA um, and golf update, obviously, and NLB. Hopefully, we get some signings. We'll see. Still five days until. If we don't have signings, drops, but we'll do. If we don't have signings, we'll do. We'll do like big name predictions. How about that? If there's no signings, yeah. there's no like news. We'll do big name predictions because that it might be what has to happen, right? So we'll figure right. it out though. We'll 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 make it work. For sure. Um, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you all on Tuesday. See you guys then. <laughs>